Welcome to a new episode of Little Eyes, Big Topics, an APOS podcast. In this episode, Dr. Jennifer Galvin invites Drs. Honey Hurst and Sylvia Yu to share their insights as leaders in both pediatric ophthalmology and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Welcome to Little Eyes, Big Topics, an APOS podcast. I'm here um, with Dr. Honey Hurst and Dr. Sylvia Yu. This is Dr. Jenny Galvin, and we're talking about the importance of AAP and the role with APOS. Um, Dr. Sylvia Yu is a pediatric ophthalmologist at Tufts Medical Center in Boston, Massachusetts, and she's an associate professor of Tufts University School of Medicine. Dr. Honey Hurst is a pediatric ophthalmologist at Texas Children's Hospital at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas, and is an associate professor of ophthalmology and is also fellowship director of pediatric ophthalmology and strabismus. Welcome, um, Dr. Yu and Dr. Hurst. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course, yes. So one of the main things that we wanted to talk about is why should APOS members um, get involved with AAP? But tell us, both of you, about your involvement as leaders with AAP. And Sylvia, um, in particular, to start off with yourself, as you're the chair-elect of the executive committee of AAP section of ophthalmology. My roots are in pediatrics. I actually had a longer route to pediatric ophthalmology, having done a pediatric residency before I decided to pursue pediatric ophthalmology. So I always, I was happy to find a way to be able to get back into the AAP. I think that the AAP's primary goal is to ensure children's health. And that also means that they want to ensure um, that the physicians who are taking care of the children um, are also um, going to be valued. So there was a um, leadership meeting over the summer for the AAP, where the current CEO, um, executive vice president of the AAP, whose name is Mark Del Monte, he had a quote that I thought was really powerful. And he said that you cannot value children if you don't value their doctors. And he said that more than once. It was tweeted out. And I think that that was a, a really important um, way of making sure that AAP not only advocates for children, but they advocate for pediatric uh, physicians as well. So that's one of the big reasons that I am involved and, and stay involved with the AAP. Oh, that's outstanding. I love that quote. And I think that's really powerful. Um, thank you for sharing that with us, Sylvia. Um, honey, you're also, um, in addition to your other roles, you are the representative for YO, Young Ophthalmologists. And can you tell us a little bit about your involvement as a leader with AAP? So I had actually started to be involved as a young ophthalmology um, you know, faculty in the AAP. And one of the reasons that I had stayed in involvement with AAP is the amount of advocacy that you can do for not only your patients, but for, for the profession. Um, the other thing that had helped keep me in the AAP was how much you could do also um, within the AAP, within the section of ophthalmology um, as a young ophthalmologists and as a young faculty, they actually have a lot of benefits for the residents and incoming fellows as far as 
writing policy or being involved in um, the healthychildren.org website that can give information and education um, information to the parents. And then finally, one of the things that had had me join AAP was that amount of advocacy that the AAP actually does for physician mothers, um, especially for parental leave and for breastfeeding. And that was very important to me um, to be able to be part of. No, that's wonderful, honey. That's it's very like tangible things that um, we can do as pediatric ophthalmologists and then um, not only help us in our professional life, but also the translation over to our personal lives as, as well. In addition, do you think that why um, either new APOS members or existing APOS members, you both have touched on it already, but should join um, AAP and the level of involvement that they could um, do either at the um, local chapter, statewide or regionally? One number I want to put out there is that the AAP is 67,000 strong. So I think that helps us be a strong voice um, regarding advocacy for children and for um, pediatric physicians. Um, and then there are districts and state chapters that you can join when you join the AAP. It's optional. Um, one, one of the things we started to work on is Medicaid payments, um, which is at the state level, of course. And so being a part of the state chapter, I've been able to connect with some of the people who have already been involved with that um, in Massachusetts. It's, it's called MassHealth and um, people who know a lot more than me. So I'm learning a lot about what we can do to try to um, improve Medicaid payments um, to help uh, pediatric physicians. That's outstanding. So then there is like a, a direct translation to not only helping our patients, but in their families and the parents, but then even helping um, the, the doctors, in particular pediatric ophthalmologists, in terms of the, the statewide um, funding issues. Since so many of our patients, it's true, are on the state um, insurance and whatever that it's called as we go state to state. So that's really important kind of alignment and um, network to have with AAP as APOS members, I agree. And one other thing that one of our um, section members had mentioned, um, Dr. Don and Sue in California, was that through his AAP Orange County connections, he was actually able to have their state politicians to listen to their concerns among pediatric ophthalmologists. And they were actually able to visit their clinic. And this was actually during the time whenever the scope practice battle was happening in California. And so I do think that there was a good amount of force from the AAP that also helped from that, um, just to get connected to your local politicians. Um, they were able to come see his clinic and show them around, and they're actually able to support the vision screening program through the iMobile program as well. So it was actually a very fruitful and productive um, being part of that local Orange County AAP um, chapter. Thank you so much for sharing that, honey. That's excellent um, information because, you know, even if many of APOS members, we don't consider themselves political or politically oriented, I think that even having to step out of that um, thought process that we all need to become advocates for our profession and indirectly ourselves and our colleagues. And that, that, that example that you gave is, is so powerful because if we don't get involved with advocacy um, and even working with politicians that we're not able to kind of move forward 
our field in the way that we want to for not only this generation, but the next generations. And so that's a great example of, of how it was not only fruitful, but hands-on um, and made it very applicable, sounds like from what you described. I wanna emphasize that Dr. Saw was contacted um, I believe because he was an AAP member. So as a ophthalmologist, there was something active going on in the in, the, in California there. Um, but he was he was contacted because he was an AAP member. So it just demonstrates the the strength of the AAP voice with advocacy, their credibility in the state house and also federally. Exactly. Yeah, that's an excellent point, um, Sylvia. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And then also, like you were saying, 67,000 strong, so nearly 70,000 um, members. And then um, what we'll also include here um, is a, a link that will be um, a way for our APOS members to join. And Honey, can you tell us a little bit more about that, that link? So in that link, it actually has the section of ophthalmology um, you'll be able to see more about what the AAP section of ophthalmology does. There's a sample of our newsletter on there. And then you can actually join at that um, area as well. And one of the things that's great about the membership for AAP, and this is only for the section of ophthalmology, is that we actually do get you know, a, a good discount for it. Um, residents, trainees, fellows, especially within the first five years of your um, um, early faculty, you can actually get also a discount also as a member. So it's, it's great to join early. I think um, that every APOS member should seriously consider doing it because that is really benefits not only um, themselves, but their patients and their colleagues. Um, I know that I have um, really benefited so much from um, being an, a an AAP member at as well as here in the state of Connecticut. So it's really helpful. And what do you think are some pearls that you can share with either um, a new fellow or a new a yo, or even a well-established pediatric ophthalmologist in APOS who's on the fence of joining AAP? I think, especially as a young ophthalmologist, is that whenever you have that fellow of AAP after your name, Mm -hmm. pediatricians will look, pediatricians will see that and they will refer patients to you because they know that you also value the basis of AAP. Um, we actually have the young ophthalmologist and the senior ophthalmologist mentorship that you can actually be able to have benefits for networking and support um, along with the early involvement in policy. Um, many of the early advocacy that I've been able to see had come into fruition for helping with physician mothers. Um, along with that, um, it's good to get involved with influencing policy for pediatrics. Some of the policy statements that they need help on are an ROP or sports injury or JIA screening or type one diabetes. And a lot of those, it's, it's good, especially if you want to be involved early um, to be part of AAP, then, then you can do that. There are many, many outlets that the AAP is able to reach parents, pediatricians, um, directing policy, just like Honey mentioned, um, that directly affects healthcare for children and can also help uh, direct federal, like federal level agencies like the CDC, 
So I think there are lots of opportunities to get involved with education. You can even, there's also ongoing courses at the AAP national meeting that are very popular. Um, one is on using the ophthalmoscope that has been going on, I believe, for about 30 years. So a great way to meet pediatricians who want to learn better about when to refer and, um, and how to find issues that need early treatment. These are just outstanding pearls. And I think if APOS members, if they would, if they need to join just one additional um, organization, certainly AAP should be at the top of their list for all the reasons that you have talked about in terms of um, the benefits of, of the advocacy, the benefits of the involvement, and also about the value of what we do of taking care of children's eyes, that we are with like-minded colleagues um, with pediatricians and also um, working um, from the grassroots level. Um, and in, in addition to that, in terms of the educational component and the personal component about the advocacy for what we can do as if we're mothers and if um, for maternity leave, as well as if we're fellows um, and if and in need of mentorship, um, that it's wonderful, the SO and um, YO, the YO relationship there. Dr. Yu and Dr. Hurst, um, it, it has been a wonderful speaking with you about the importance of the advocacy that AAP does, the importance of your leadership, both of you in the, the role that you have within AAP and how APOS members need to um, become involved. Is there anything else that, that we haven't talked about that either one of you wanted to, to bring up on um, this Little Eyes Big Topics podcast for APOS. The, the stronger our voice is within the AAP, the stronger pediatric ophthalmology can be. We work with the AAO, we work with APOS um, regarding some of the policy statement work that we do and with advocacy. So I think working all together is important to, to, to be a strong voice. Very well said. Thank you for having us. And if they have any questions, um, feel free to reach out. We have our email. And then if we, if it's not something that we know how to answer, we know um, Jennifer Reef, who is our um, administrator at the section of ophthalmology, um, she knows all. Anyone who's listening, any further questions that you have, there'll be a link that not only for you to join and join at the much reduced rate as both um, Dr. Hurst and Dr. Yu had spoken about, but then also any other um, questions that can be answered that may come up now or in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you also.